The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Welcome to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a pretty good one as well. Uh, Shout out to the Lupus of Arkansas uh, Talent Show Committee. A nice little get-together we had over the weekend, just with friends and volunteers. Uh, Really appreciate what those those people are doing. Uh, And I'm just kind of like a (laughs) hanger-on. You know, uh, it's amazing. Six years running, I've been doing the Lupus of Arkansas talent show, and it really is an honor to see some of these... um, uh, how can I say it? These warriors, these lupus warriors, and how this autoimmune disease has racked their bodies, but they just keep moving forward. And, you know, and then, of course, the volunteers. Some who don't even have any relation to lupus, but come out and volunteer. So we had a little Christmas thing over the weekend, and it was nice to see some of the people, you know, uh, and it's always nice to be included. And things along those lines. So shout out to all of the people with uh, uh, at the Lupus of Arkansas Statewide Talent Show. Uh, looking forward to next what November uh, to do it again. If I'm here. You know what? I, if I move away, my thing is I'm probably going to always fly back if they want me to. to do the, if, 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 if situation presents itself, I will. Uh, it's just one of the things I like doing. Anyway, so shout out to them. So, a lot of stuff to talk about today, of course. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about, a little more about Brittany Griner, but not necessarily Brittany Griner, okay? Not necessarily Brittany Griner. We're going to throw in Alan Russell, and I'm going to ask you a question. Why aren't you upset about Alan Russell? By the way, Alan Russell was a black man who's been in prison for possession of marijuana. Why aren't y'all upset about that? I'm asking for a friend. And then, of course, it's a subject on the show today. I'm just, (laughs) I ain't trying, I ain't, you want to be starting something. Got to be starting something. Uh, okay, so that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Of course, I posted a meme, which I actually got from someone else about Walmart cashiers. And I don't shop at Walmart. At least I try to limit my shop, and I do go periodically. Obviously, I shop at Sam's. Uh, but 
I'm going to be honest with you. I don't particularly like Walmart. And now Walmart is trying to force people to use these electronic cashiers. And I think people are fed up with it. I'm going to be honest. I am too. All right. If you don't trust me, then you need to get a damn cashier. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, we got to throw in this billion dollar lawsuit, $1.6 billion that uh, Fox News is under. Fox Corp is under. By the way, if you've got stock in this company, you might want to sell it <laughs> or reappropriate it, something. Because they're going to lose this suit. Many, many pundits are thinking that they are. What's going to happen? Where do we go from there? Okay. And oh, by the way, do you know the percentage of white women that voted for Herschel Walker? <laughs> it's going to blow you away, dude. It's going to blow you away. I am not kidding. I'm like, I, I've told you all all along, and I told you before this election, the midterm election, I said, watch, it, it, the election's going to be determined by how white women vote. And it almost was in the, in the Herschel Walker case. You're going to be stunned at the, at the percentage of white women that voted for Herschel Walker. Wow. Just amazing to me. <laughs> but y'all know, I know y'all got y'all little white girlfriends. See, they, they, they run around, you know, trying to steal your makeup tips, trying to be hip, you know, looking at your man. Trying to pretend like that they're so pro-black, and they voting Republican and racist and ignoramuses galore. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't get mad at me, okay? It's it's a new week, and y'all already uh, getting mad at me, okay? Don't stop. It's a it's the holiday season, okay? So please stop it. All right. So that's what's on the agenda tonight. Okay. Um, thinking about I'm a, I might just videotape this one uh, tonight as well. Uh, I can add the open and stuff like that. So you know what? I think I will do that. I've got an extra battery. Uh, so just to see how it works out. We're going to start doing uh, videos here real soon. We're just playing around, okay? We're just playing around. So, <laughs> y'all a mess. Stop it. Poor people already get get hip. So, okay. All right, so that's what's on the agenda today. And uh, tell you what, uh, before we can do anything, let me go ahead and I'm going to turn on my little camera here. And... Uh, We'll see how I go. I know it'll last at least an hour, and then I'll splice um, I'll splice in part two. Yeah, see, that battery is already gone. So I know I, I should have done this. I, I should have done this before we came on air. But, you know, I bought all this video equipment, and I got this, uh, you know, this new, you know, mixing board and, uh, it, it's really convenient for me because I don't have to, 
necessarily go into the studio anymore. Sometimes I can record from home, which is pretty cool, you know. And I'll probably, you know, you know, Christmas break is coming up, and I'm certainly going to go into the studios this week uh, and next week as well, to be totally honest. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, um, if you hadn't figured out by now, I pre-record this show because I do so much. So that's what I'm doing right now. But anyway, now that you know some back-end stuff about Black Focus Radio. So before we can do anything else, you know what the deal is, right? Uh, we got to do Black Facts. And I tell you what, let's go ahead and cue that up and get rolling. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. So, I got a couple of black facts, but I'm only going to do one. And I'm going to do the other one tomorrow. Uh, It's a letter from a slave. I'm going to do that one tomorrow. A, A slave letter to his brother is what it's called. Okay? But... And also, I forgot, uh, I've got a great new Christmas song that you guys have got to hear. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. You, it, it's a great new Christmas song. You all have got to hear that. Okay, so, but anyway, we're talking about black facts, okay? And what I like to do when I do black facts, as I've told you all before, I don't do black facts just in America. You know, just American history, black history. I do world history because it is important for us to understand that all of history began with black history. And so much so that I'm planning a trip, and it's going to be weird. Uh, I am planning a trip to Rio de Janeiro. And the reason I want to go to Rio is because it is the country that has more of the African diaspora than any other country. Uh, As you all know, or you should know, and if you don't know, you know now, that it was uh, most of the um, captives sold into slavery was shipped to um, South America first. Quite a few of them, okay? So... I want to go to Rio. So I'm planning. I, I, I called my travel agent the other day, and I said, look, I want to go to Rio. And I'm going to do it on my birthday, too. So it's, I've got five months to plan this thing, about six months to plan this thing right now. As a matter of fact, you're exactly right. Today is the 12th. My birthday is May 13th. So I have exactly six months to plan this and, and make it happen. So I'm going to Rio to to look at and more or less look at some of the the black culture that is in South America. I'm really excited about that, okay? So this black fact deals with, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, I know I've seen it before, but I'm pretty sure, and it's an audio black fact. Um, it's about, and I've talked about the Benin, the Benin bronzes and, and all of the different 
information or artifacts that were stolen by white people and the demand by African cultures and countries uh, to get that stuff back. So in a nutshell, that's what this black fact uh, is really all about. And I think you'll like it. And I wanted to, like I said, I do international black facts. Okay. So that's important to me uh, to do that. Okay. So got my little camera on, you know, um, I hit the record button. There we go. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm probably going to upload this. By the way, you all, if y'all don't know, Facebook is blocked. Like, they kind of put me on punishment. So some things, it's weird. I don't know. I've never been on Facebook punishment. I really don't care. <laughs> I don't. Okay? But I'm on Facebook punishment right now. So some stuff you get, some stuff you don't. So uh, I, I hope you get this. But it'll be there after they get me off punishment. I don't even know how much longer I got to go. You know, they've been feeding me like bread and water lately, so I don't know. But anyway, let's do Black Facts. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. And it draws millions of visitors every year. Inside, it holds more than 8 million cultural and historical artifacts from all over the world, which cover 2 million years of human history. If you follow the museum's recommended list of don't-miss items, you'll see its star pieces. Like this Easter Island sculpture that's about a thousand years old, or this bronze sculpture of the Hindu god Shiva. But there's a problem hidden in the museum and we can see an example of it along this route. Out of those 12 pieces, nearly half have disputed ownership. The British Museum claims those pieces belong there, on display for the world to see. But in recent years, many have been fighting to get them back to where they came from. The list of disputed museum treasures keeps on growing. Should cultural artifacts return to their home countries or be left in Western museums? The subject of intense debate as to who should now own them. Let's start with some context. In the late 1600s, the British Empire began expanding across several continents. It became the largest empire in history, controlling about a quarter of the world's land and population. During its centuries-long rule, the empire took precious resources and wealth from countries all over the world, including cultural and historical artifacts, many of which ended up here, in the British Museum, which was founded in 1753 and kept growing to accommodate all the new pieces in its collection. Lots of the items in the museum were legally acquired and are completely undisputed. Like this one, a 2,000-year-old Roman vase sold to the museum by a duke in 1945. The problem is with the pieces that are disputed. Like the first item you see as soon as you walk in. The Rosetta Stone, taken by British troops from the French in what is now Egypt. Or further in, the Parthenon sculptures, removed from the Acropolis in Athens by a British lord and sent to the British Museum. Or over here. 
on the floor dedicated to African art, the Benin bronzes, some of the most contentious items in the museum. The Benin bronzes are kind of hard to categorize because they include such a huge range of items, from engraved ivory tusks to brass sculptures to plaques. But they were all produced here, in the Kingdom of Benin, in present-day Nigeria. This wealthy and industrious kingdom produced thousands of objects and art pieces starting in the 1500s. A lot of the items adorned palace walls and were used for religious rituals, but they weren't just decorative. There were visual archives of the kingdom uh, in a society that did not develop uh, written uh, script as we know them. That's Professor Chika Okekeagulu, an art historian and professor from Nigeria who teaches at Princeton University. They told their history, how they narrated the histories of, of kingship, of the kingdom, uh, its political and social life. But in 1897, Benin would lose thousands of these cultural pieces. At the time, European colonial powers were expanding south in what was called the Scramble for Africa. They split up the continent into spheres of influence for financial exploitation. All these pink areas were the British ones. Benin, over here, was in Britain's sphere of influence. But the kingdom didn't comply with Britain's trade demands. And in January of 1897, it led to what was called the Benin Disaster where Benin guards killed seven British emissaries, plus their many guides and servants. In response, 1,200 British troops embarked on a mission called the Benin Punitive Expedition. The British wanted a revenge, but the mission was about more than just that. There were reports of these vast treasures in the palace of the King of Benin, and that if they could retrieve these treasures, uh, sales from it could offset the cost of the invasion. This was all well planned. And so the punitive expedition, in other words, was also an economic enterprise. The British soldiers, armed with machine guns, conquered the city and burned it to the ground, but not before carefully taking thousands of artifacts. They piled them up neatly, photographed them, and even labeled them loot. This photo, taken at the Benin Palace after the raid, shows soldiers with the dismantled plaques that were brought to the British Museum and sold all over the world. And after hundreds of years, the once prosperous kingdom was gone. The region fell under full British colonial control until 1960, when Nigeria, including the city of Benin, gained independence. But even though they were finally free, their historical artifacts were still spread all over the world locked up in Western institutions like the Leipzig Museum of Ethnology in Germany and the Quai Museum in Paris and, of course, the British Museum. 1995, in London, that was my first time of seeing an original uh, ancient Benin artwork, was, yes, at the British Museum. Being in the presence of these magnificent objects and knowing that I had to travel all the way from Nigeria to see for the first time these objects, it was a mixture of pride in their achievement, 
of these ancient artists and anger mixed with a sense of loss at what could have been if I only had to travel a few hundred miles. But at this point, you're limited to those uh, privileged like me who could get a visa to travel all the way from Nigeria to England um, to encounter these objects. Most Nigerians will never see them. In March 2000, Benin's royal family tried to change that. They officially requested all cultural property illegally taken be returned to the rightful owner. But for the most part, the British Museum has ignored any requests. The museum is restricted by a government act that prevents it from returning objects, but it has also made its stance clear. In July of 2020, the British Museum told Vox, We don't restitute, but we are absolutely committed to lending as widely as possible, including to Nigeria. The museum's foundational value resides in its breadth, scale, complexity, and unity, and as such, is a true library of the world. Chika doesn't see it that way. The British Museum still behaves like a colonial museum. You cannot claim to be um, an encyclopedic collector of stolen objects. But some are starting to reckon with this history. In 2014, the grandson of this British soldier from the 1897 Benin Punitive Expedition returned these two items he had inherited to the Benin royal family. And in 2007, the Benin Dialogue Group was formed. Western museums that hold the bronzes and Nigerian government representatives have been discussing potential solutions ever since. But as of today, none of the bronzes have been returned. But this is just one story. This legacy is bigger than the Benin bronzes. There are hundreds of contested items in the British Museum with their own rich histories and with original owners trying to retrieve them. But the problem is even bigger than the British Museum. It's a legacy of centuries of colonial power that repeats itself again and again with different artifacts in different museums because these requests aren't just about items. They are also about cultural and historical identity and who gets to own it. This is a long-term project. It may last beyond my own lifetime, but the point is that it's now to start that process. We cannot wait any longer for a next generation to even begin the necessary task and project of cultural reconstitution. Here, here. What an excellent, excellent black fact. You all understand what's going on here? Do you? I'm, I'm curious. See, basically what's going on here is that when white people went and invaded Africa and, and manipulated and stole and raped Africa, remember I said the word stole. They stole all kinds of artifacts. All kinds of, of historical data that represents those cultures. And then they sold that stuff to museums, white museums, Western museums across the world. 
and the British Museum is by far the most heinous. Well, I should say the French Museum, the Louvre, because they have the heads of black people in that museum, at least they used to. But the museum, the British Museum, is one of the worst offenders. And one of the things we don't we don't talk about because we don't really know what's in the Vatican. But from what we understand, there are all kinds of stolen African artifacts in the Vatican, locked away, that only a few people know about. But I digress. Let me just stick with the British Museum. They've got hundreds of artifacts. And the Benin Bronzes has been at the top of the list for the people of Nigeria to retrieve. And these white people have the unmitigated gall to say, hey, we're, in, we're an encyclopedia for the world. Although we stole that stuff, you can't get it back. But you know what we'll do as good white people? We'll loan it to you. <clears throat> we'll loan it to you. But you got to give it back. Although it's yours, it's like you coming into my house and stealing all my electronic devices, stealing my, my favorite uh, board here. And then I find out you stole it, and then I call you up and I say, yo, man, I understand you got my stuff. What a, what, I, I need to get it back. You need to give it back to me. And then you say, I tell you what, I got a, I got a deal for you. I'll loan it to you. Okay, but you got to promise to give it back. I don't use it, but I, uh, if I need to use it to make money off of you got to give it back. That's what the British Museum has basically said to Nigeria and Egypt and all of these countries where they've stolen these artifacts and they're making millions and millions of dollars off of them from tourists. These people are disgusting. These people are disgusting. And that's our black fact for today. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts. Our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give us a call at 615-554-0568, and we'll hook you up with a nice advertising package. We got some after-Christmas advertising packages going on right now, so don't miss out. So call me, okay? Tell you, 40 spots for $200 for three months? Man, you're talking about, what, 15, what, 13 spots a month, basically. You'll really get more than that, trust me. All right, so what we want to do, we want to take a break. When we come back, I got a different different twist on this Brittany Griner story. It's going to make you mad, but you know what? You should be used to that by now because I always make you mad. But when I make you mad, I'm hoping that you're thinking that's the whole method to my madness so we'll take a break we'll be back in a moment you're listening to black focus radio 
Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, Join Ed Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinedradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinedradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinedradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's 
Habibis, Habibis, your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions. Our voice is 855 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Uh, we're going to upload the video here for this show. Uh, and see how that works out. We're, we're slowly beginning to start. We're, we're slowly beginning to get ready for uh, our live broadcast. Or at least the podcast where it would be it it would be video. I've been procrastinating for six months. I'm gonna be honest. I I do too much. I work too much. I'm too old for this. Oh, this is great. <laughs> so this segment, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, issue with Brittany Griner, and it's not necessarily about bit Brittany Griner. It's kind of about, and I'm gonna be honest with you, it's kind of like the hypocrisy of black people. You know, of course, you all know Brittany Griner was brought home and she was uh, in, in sentenced to nine years in prison for having marijuana in Russia. And, you know, and I, I found this fascinating that, you know, black people weren't concerned about and still isn't concerned. You know, there are about 60 Americans that are being held captive around the world in foreign nations. Y'all, y'all just happy Brittany home, aren't you? Because see, none of y'all talked about Paul Whelan when he initially got captured. And even through the Griner ordeal, you, no one ever mentioned Paul Whelan except his, his, his relatives. Y'all were only concerned about Brittany Griner. And then, to make matters worse, I saw multiple posts where people were upset. I can't believe that they holding her just for marijuana. That's just terrible. Well, maybe to you it is, but uh, as we often say, and I'm planning a trip outside the country myself, as we often say, when in Rome, do as the Romans. And what you mean by that, and what that phrase really means to me is, you're no longer in America. So you have to abide by the laws that govern other countries. You have to do that. You simply cannot... Think that because you're an American, you can go to other countries and act a damn fool, which many Americans do and end up suffering the consequences, unfortunately. So in Brittany Griner's case, as you all, that has been well documented, that she ended up trying to smuggle some marijuana cannabis oil into Russia. She got caught. She got busted. And y'all were upset because they gave her nine years. Oh, I can't believe they gave Brittany nine years. 
No one said anything about Paul Whelan. But see, this piece is not about Paul Whelan. Let me read a story to you. Okay? It's entitled, Court Upholds Life Sentence for Black Man Arrested for Marijuana Possession. And I left part of that title out for a reason. A black man sentenced to life in prison for marijuana possession had his appeal struck down in court. His name was Alan Russell. He was 38 years old. He will spend the rest of his life behind bars, according to an appeals judge, uh, uh, a court of appeals judge, upheld a 2019 conviction, according to court documents. On November 29th, Russell was arrested um, uh, and I'm trying, I'm, I'm going through this because I'm not going to tell you the city right now or the place. Authorities confiscated, confiscated five bags of a leafy substance that appeared to be marijuana, according to court filings. In total, nearly 44 grams of cannabis was uh, seized from Russell's apartment. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole due to past convictions. Okay? Under this place's law, individuals can be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole after they've served at least one year in prison on two separate felony charges. One of those charges, however, is required to have been violent. In 2004, Russell pled guilty to two separate uh, charges of burglary of a dwelling. Burglary constitute, constitutes a violent offense in this place. Russell served roughly eight and a half years and was released from prison in 2014. The following year, he pled guilty to possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. Russell argued in his appeal that a life sentence was cruel and unusual and grossly disproportionate to his original conviction. Ultimately, the sentence was affirmed by the appeals court. Now, here's a man, Alan Russell, who has been sentenced to life in prison for having 44 grams of marijuana. And I'm going to tell you, folks, that's not a lot. Okay? But the irony is that part of the reason he got his life sentence is because he had prior convictions. But he had already served time for those convictions. So why would they turn around and say, hey, we're going to give you more time simply because you had those prior convictions. But more importantly, he was sentenced because he had pot. Now, let me tell you the place where this happened. This happened in Mississippi. Now, before you say Mississippi, see, no wonder, Mississippi, Mississippi. No, this happened in America. And I want to ask black people the question here. Why aren't y'all upset about this? 
pregnant pause here. I'm giving you a chance to formulate your answers. Why aren't you all upset about the fact that Alan Russell is spending life in prison on the taxpayer's dollar because he had 44 grams of pot? I'm just asking for a friend here. Y'all were upset because Brittany only had, she, she was in another country. She got nine years. She violated those countries' laws over there. You might say, well, so did Alan in America. He violated the law. But look, let me tell you something. See, in Russia, they're not selling pot over there. In America, in many cities today, did you know that you could? there are dispensaries? You don't even have to have a card. We already know about the medical marijuana industry that is making billions of dollars across this country. Billions. You all have no idea the money that some of these states are earning because they have legalized pot. Right here in Arkansas alone, they're earning millions of dollars. And they only have the medical marijuana here in Arkansas. Unfortunately, on this last election, legal marijuana was voted down, which I still don't get why that is because for a long time, Arkansas was one of the number one Producers of marijuana, Northwest Arkansas. Okay? Billions of dollars. School systems are being funded. Teachers are being funded. All kinds of public, uh, 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 public construction projects are being funded due to the sale of marijuana. See, we used to say a long time ago that the reason marijuana wasn't illegal, I mean, wasn't legal, is because they hadn't figured out a way to tax it. See, marijuana is one of those things that if I want to grow some pot, hey, I just give me some fertilizer and some seeds and I can grow some pot right in my apartment. I can, you can too. Now, of course, that's illegal. They made it illegal, but you can so now the government has their grubby hands on the pot business. And they're making millions. They don't want the little guy to make any more money, but they're making millions. Y'all get that, right? And they're locking people up in states across this country because they still use marijuana. Now, the previous police chief here in Little Rock, those of you who are listening from outside the state, um, he basically told his officers, don't be pulling people over and arresting people just because they're smoking a joint in the park. And a lot of municipalities across this country have basically said the same thing. And some of them has went as far as to legalize it and say, hey, look, leave these pot smokers alone. It's ridiculous. Chicago is one of them. You can be walking downtown and people are smoking pot. Black and white, by the way. Let's not fall into the stereotype that, as a Jamal Bryant tried to put out, that black men is the only ones that smoke pot. White people do it too. By the way, did you know two-thirds of the people that smoked, smoked crack cocaine was white? Did y'all know that? I just thought I'd throw that statistic out there for you. See, see, the media will have you to believe that it is a black problem. But no, this is, a, this is an American problem. And white people use drugs more than any other race of people in America. 
So you're probably asking, so okay, Dave, where are you going with this? I'm just asking, why aren't y'all upset about Alan Russell being held in prison for life just because he had some pot? You see, this is what I say about black people. We are so hot and cold and really don't know the issues. This is why we continue to suffer. Because what was more important? Brittany Griner being held for vape cartridges in Russia or the thousands and thousands of black men who are sitting in prison right now on drug convictions. And I'm talking about marijuana convictions. Not, not crack cocaine. Not cocaine. Not, not, not meth. But I'm just simply simple possession. I wonder how many people are in jail in America for simple possession of marijuana. See, because if I really wanted to, I could go out and do a Google search. So why don't we try that, girls and boys? Why don't you do it with me? Okay, get, okay. get out your trusty, dusty computers. What did you just say? You don't have a computer? Yes, you do. You have a phone. You have a computer that is acting as a phone. So get out your trusty, dusty phone computer and do this with me. Number of Americans in jail for simple possession of marijuana. Let's see. Uh, we might need to marijuana rest by the numbers. This is from the ACLU. Oh, wow. See how easy that was, girls and boys? Most of the people police are arresting aren't kingpins, but rather people of small amounts of pot. 52% of all drug arrests in 2010 were for marijuana. Okay. Ooh, we got more. Let me just read this graph from the ACLU. According to the ACLU's original analysis, marijuana arrests now account for over half of drug arrests in the United States. Of the 8.2 million marijuana arrests between 2001 and 2010, 88% were for simply having marijuana. Nationwide, the arrest data revealed one consistent trend, significant racial bias. Despite roughly equal usage rates, blacks are 3.73 times more likely than whites to be arrested for marijuana. Well, well, well. Ain't that something? So why aren't y'all concerned about Alan Russell and all the other people like Alan Russell who are sitting in not Russian prisons, but American prisons? Isn't that a valid question to ask? I mean, shouldn't you all be up in arms and shouldn't we be saying bring Alan home and let go, let the, 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 the marijuana convicted free, let them go free? Shouldn't we be doing that? 
These are not, many of these people, these are not violent crimes. It ain't like they're going out and robbing people. It's, look, they just told you that most of them were just having possession of pot. Shouldn't we be just as upset about these people who are currently sitting not in foreign jails, but American jails where, where private prisons are making millions of dollars off the taxpayer? Should, should we not be upset with that? I'm, I, I'm just wondering. I mean, you're upset about Britney because she got sentenced to nine years in Russia for trying to smuggle in some drugs. But right here in America, we've got black men sitting in jail for a simple possession. All the while, states and, and municipalities are making billions of dollars about by selling drugs, by selling pot. The, the, the drug dealer now is your state legislature. And while they're raking in the gold, they've got black men like Alan Russell languishing in prison under some trumped up legal system that suggests that, hey, it's okay. Let me read what a judge said about this. You all should be upset about this, okay? Here, here's what they said about this case, all right? This is what the judges said, okay? Upon review of the case before us and in accordance with precedent, we find that Russell's sentencing as a habitual offender was not grossly disproportionate as he claims and was clearly within the prescribed statutory limits. By the way, you know Mississippi have private prisons, right? Here's the counter to that argument. The purpose of the criminal justice system is to punish those who break the law, deter them from making similar mistakes, and give them the opportunity to become productive members of society, according to Judge Latrice Westbrook. The fact that judges are not routinely given the ability to exercise discretion in sentencing all habitual offenders is completely at odds with this goal. I'm just asking the question. Why aren't y'all upset that Alan Russell is spending life in prison for simple possession? I don't care what he did in his past. By the way, what he did in previous crimes shouldn't even affect what this sentencing should be. That's another piece of crap that these states have passed particularly southern states, because they have private prisons and they have a vested interest to keep those private prisons free. I mean, full. See, you all get upset and march to banners that really make no sense. You should be concerned about what's going on right here in America as it relates to the prison industrial complex. But you know what? You don't care. And what Brittany Griner, you know, her wife said, you know, we're going to fight to try to make sure that all people are coming home free. Well, hell, why don't you start right here in America? Why don't you fight and make sure that these people that are in prison today 
for simple possession of marijuana can go free. Why don't you take some of that money that you make, Brittany, and start a nonprofit foundation to free black people in jails who are for simple possession? I ain't trying to count your money. But it seems like to me, we're misguided again. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinatradio.com. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joinatradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some cool, fun, and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure... You put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joinedradio.com. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show. We'd love to have you know if ands or buts about it. Uh, we went long in that last segment, so we only got a few minutes to go in this segment. So uh, just a few notes to clean up. Um, Paul Salas, three-time, I should say Salas, Salas. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Paul Silas. Uh, the three-time NBA champion and coach is dead at 79 years old. Uh, went by the nickname of Chairman of the Board. Played for Seattle. Won a Seattle championship there. Uh, proud of Paul Silas. Uh, was a big, big fan of his as I grew up. And just uh, according to the NBA, we mourn the passing of former NBA All-Star and head coach Paul Silas. Paul's lasting tribute uh, contributions to the game are seen through the many players and coaches he inspired, including his son, Rockets head coach, Stephen Silas. Uh, we send our deepest condolences to the Silas family, according to Al- Alan Silver. All right. Big fan of Paul Silas. You know what? By the way, I don't mean to be morbid, but I'm not as old as Paul Silas, but I'm getting up there. That's part of the reason I do what I do. I travel. I see the world because you just don't know, folks. Don't wait till it's too late and you say I woulda shoulda coulda you thinking about taking that big trip take it man forget about those kids go and do your thing alright one other note 
Uh, and I'm wondering why this is keep has been kept so quiet. But Texas men basketball coach Chris Beard was arrested on felony assault charges. Did you hear what I said? Texas basketball coach Chris Beard. And by the way, I hadn't seen it on any of the sports stations. I haven't heard it. I listen to sports stations in and out. I listen to a lot of news stations. Nobody is talking about this at all. Okay, If you don't know who Chris Beard is, Chris Beard is the head basketball coach for the University of Texas Longhorns. And by the way, he was one of the people prior to him taking that job that a lot of Arkansas fans wanted up on the hill. Okay, Beard was arrested by Austin police and processed at 5.18 a.m. on Monday, according to the Travis County Sheriff's Office. He was released before 3 p.m. Per report from Myron Metcalf and Jeff Borzello of ESPN, Austin police responded to a disturbance hotshot called shortly after midnight. Central time. Disturbance hotshot incidents are incidents in progress that are an immediate threat to life and or safety. Oh, and the felony charge for Beard include, included impending breath circulation. I'm sorry, impeding breath circulation. So in other words, when police, they call it a hot shot because that means that that violence could end up causing somebody to die. This, how, this is how serious this is. Texas released a formal statement regarding Beard's arrest. The university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We are continuing to gather information. Beard's attorney, Chris Minton, said Beard is not guilty of the charge and claimed his client was wrong, wrongfully arrested. Okay? So, basically, Chris Beard was choking his wife, according to other reports. And you're not hearing about this. This is a major college coach who has a, um, who is, I think, ranked sixth in the nation. And you're not hearing about this on regular news. I wonder why. What are the odds that if this coach was black, it would be everywhere? But nobody's talking about this, about Chris Beard. This is why black media is so important. Just like we brought up on the last show, we talked about Brett Favre now being sued for $5 million as opposed to $1 million because of the money he stole from poor people in Mississippi. But Mississippi is a cesspool. Wow. But nobody's talking about Chris Beard. No one seems to care. It doesn't seem to be important to a lot of people at all. You know, domestic violence is terrible, no matter how you slice it. But when you're choking your spouse, that's, that's really serious. You, you, I mean, it's all serious. And the question is always asked is, if he did it this time, how many times has he done this before? Was this a momentary incident that he lost his school? Hell no. 
If he did it, if he went to this extreme, he's done this before. And you know what? If the charges are true, he needs to be fired. Forget about the investigation. What, what, what does this, what example does this set up for your young men who are, you are supposed to be a leader of? If that would have been one of his players, that kid would have already been at least suspended until further investigation. Why isn't Chris Beard getting the same treatment? I'm just asking for a friend. That's, that's what we do here on this show. We also take breaks, which we'll do for the top of the hour. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, Join Ed Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinedradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinedradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinedradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Are y'all in the Xmas spirit? I mean, are you? I've, I've got a great new Christmas song for you. Y'all are going to love this. So let, let's go ahead and play it right now. I mean, y- y'all, in the, y- y'all ready? Y'all ready? I, I, I mean, y'all going to love this. Just listen to this. The first day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. His IQ is negative three. On the second day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Two abortions and his IQ is negative three. On the third day of Christmas, Herschel Walker made a C. Three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the fourth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the fifth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Five O impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the sixth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Six years in high school, five O impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the seventh day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Seven days of shucking, six years in high school, five oh impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the eighth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. No concussion, seven days of shucking, six years in high school, five oh impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the ninth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Nine pants on fire, eight known concussions, seven days of shucking, six years in high school, five oh impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the tenth day of Christmas, Herschel made a C. Ten foot ten, he's lying, nine pants on fire, eight no concussions, seven days of shucking, six years in high school, five oh impersonating. 
is ignored Three death threats, two abortions And his IQ is negative three On the eleventh day of Christmas Herschel made a scene Eleven dollar haircut, ten for ten He's lying, nine pants on fire Eight no concussions, seven days of shucking Six years in high school, five oh impersonating Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. On the twelfth day of Christmas, Herschel made a scene. Twelve months on Trump's nuts, eleven dollar haircut, ten foot ten, he's lying, nine pants on fire, eight no concussions, seven days of shucking, six years in high school, five oh impersonating. Four kids ignored, three death threats, two abortions, and his IQ is negative three. Oh, wow, that just really puts me in the Christmas spirit. The 12 days of Herschel. Oh. Oh. I thought that was great, did y'all? <laughs> <coughs> That was done by Chris Paul Comedy and Huggy Lowdown. I've never heard of these guys. But someone turned me on to that, and I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, okay. Uh, one other thing I want, since we're in this jocular mood before we get to something else serious, since we're talking about Christmas, I know a lot of you all are out there Christmas shopping and apparently, some of y'all getting upset. Y'all done had enough. And I will tell you that I borrowed this from somebody else's page because I thought it was right on point. I will tell you, and as you, if you've listened to this show, I don't do much Christmas shopping. If I, one of the things that I. When I was shopping for Christmas, well, you know, there are still people in my life who still celebrate Christmas, you know, so I typically shop online. I don't go out into the hustle and bustle. I've never liked that for some reason. I know some of y'all do, but I hate it. I just really do. Uh, and particularly this day and time where people are so mean and rude and you got all the Karens and the Beckys uh, and the Tawanas. Out there acting a damn fool. I, I don't I don't care to get into any of that. Okay? But periodically I do go to certain stores. I go to I go to the, the big box store that sells everything in bulk. I, I rarely even go to grocery stores and I just buy stuff in bulk. I was laughing at myself this morning because you know you usually keep the little you know the little grocery store bags. For little other things, I, I'm down to two because I ain't been at a grocery store in a while. I buy everything in bulk, and now I bought a food saver that I'm. So now I'm just gonna start saving all my food, fixing it and saving it, and then just throwing it in the freezer when I need it. I just come home and drop it in hot, some hot water, and I'm good. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> There's one store that I go to periodically, and part of the reason I do that is because. They have some pretty good deals on fishing equipment. You know that store, that Mart store, that store, yeah. They have some pretty good deals on fishing equipment. And right now, if I walked in one of those stores, 
I could probably get a nice ride and reel for probably like 30 bucks. Really nice, a Shakespeare. So, okay, I, 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 y'all know I like to fish, right? So I'm sorry. But I try to avoid, I definitely don't buy groceries there because their produce, it seems to go bad in like two hours. You're driving home and your produce already done molded on you from that place. I don't even buy produce there. I try to buy produce from the farm up the street when I can. But anyway, I, I digress. So a lot of people apparently are getting a little annoyed at this store. I've been annoyed at this store a long time ago. I hate this store, as a matter of fact. I only go in the store because I'm forced to. For instance, I mail my products. I could probably buy my boxes in bulk, but I don't for whatever reasons. Once I start selling a lot of it, I will. But right now, I can go in this store and buy mailing boxes, which is pretty convenient. I told you about the fish and stuff. But you know what annoys me about this store more than anything else? Number one, I don't do self-checkout. Yeah, that. Unless I'm just in a rush. But typically, I go to a cashier. I remember a while back I was in one of these stores and there was long lines waiting on the cashiers and the manager came up and said, hey, self-checkout is open. You can come over here, sir. Come over here. I said, I don't work for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't go to grocery stores to self-checkout. But that's not the end of the story. Let me just read you this piece because it hit home to me. And I had I, I reposted it, and a lot of my friends have liked it because it hit homes to their home to them as well. Here you go. Yo, Walmart, stop accusing people of theft. You are almost exclusively self-checkout now. The last time I was there, the lady checking receipts at the exit was stopping everyone. I chose not to participate in that foolishness, so I just skipped the exit line and left. I heard her saying, sir, sir, as I kept walking. I simply raised my hand above my head and shook my receipt as I kindly left the store. You can either trust me to do self-checkout or you can put your cashiers back in place so they can resume the position. I'm not interested in the job, so if I fail, fall short, oh well. I'm also not interested in proving that I did your job for you. You expect me to be a cashier with no training? Then that's your problem, not mine. Don't audit me for a position you refuse to employ any longer. Signed, everybody. Everybody. I totally agree. I think it's ridiculous. If you don't trust me, then check me out. Otherwise, when I when I pay my money and I'm ready to go out the door, don't be stopping me talking about that. I need to check your receipts, sir. No, I'm not waiting in those long lines. And by the way, where is the contract that says that I have to show you my receipt when I'm going out the door? Are you accusing me 
of stealing or potentially stealing before I've even stolen something. I'm just wondering. Now, if you go to their sister store, which is the bulk item store, they do this same stuff. But at least they, and, and by the way, they have multiple self-checkouts. I go to, the, I go to the, the cashier every time. I don't give a damn if it's 10 people in the line. I'm going to the cashier. And apparently, this is getting under a lot of people's skin. And I understand why. Because if you don't trust me to check myself out, then you need to get some damn cashiers up here. And I was in this store the other day looking for boxes. And I noticed, and I, I was glad I didn't have to buy anything. And there were all kinds of people walking around. And I noticed there were very few cashiers. And I, I'm glad I didn't have to check out anything. But this is a problem. And this is happening all over the country in a lot of stores. And I'm, you know, it makes you want to do, do people think you want to do self-checkout? Do these stores really want, think you want to do self-checkout? Self See, here's the deal. All they're doing is killing labor cost, less cashiers. I don't have, I, I can pay less. I don't have to have cashiers now. I can pay less. That's what this is really all about. That increases our profit margin. We don't care if we inconvenience the customer. They're suckers anyway. Which reminds me. So just to show you how some of this stuff goes. I was in this store. Uh, let's see. A couple of weeks ago. Had to be about a month ago. And I bought a Keurig. I already have a Keurig for home. And I was thinking, you know what? I think I want a Keurig for my office because, you know, there are times I'm not a big coffee drinker, but there are times when I've had late nights, I have weird sleeping habits, and I wake up and I'm like today, I've been up since 4 a.m. Solid 4 a.m. Okay? And it's not like I got up to go to use the bathroom. I just got up and I was wide awake looking at the ceiling. I rolled over and tried to go back to sleep. Nah, nah, nope, uh-uh. And a lot of that is vestiges from me doing morning drive in Nashville for 15 years. I understand that, okay? I understand that. But with that being said, I got to change my battery on my camera here. With that being said, I bought a Keurig. And you know what made me buy the Keurig? It's not one of those big heavy-duty ones, okay? It's not one of those. It's a small version. And you know how much it was? $35. That's what made me buy it. That old saying, you can't beat that with a stick. I was. It was one of those impulse items. I walked by and it was it was there and I said, "Oh, $35. That's a good deal. I bought it." And I'm glad I did cuz I've been kind of enjoying not necessarily coffee, but tea. 
Because you know they do that tea now. But even if they didn't, I could still get my tea bags because I like tea and just run some hot water. It's convenient in my office because it's right there in my office. So anyway, I'm in there the other day looking for these mailing boxes. And they have all these Keurigs up. You know how much they were? The same Keurig that I bought for $35. You know how much it was? $78. The Dickens, you say? Yeah. $78 was the Keurig. I bought it a month ago for $35. Now it's $78. Oh, gosh. These stores be ripping you off. They, they, y'all are so suckerish that they'll say it's a sale and it won't be a sale. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought I had to throw that out there because that store is really getting on my nerves. It has ran all the mom and pop stores out of business. It's, it tried to run all the hardware stores out of business as well. One big box is not a good thing. And I'm not doing your cashiering anymore. I don't care if I got to stand in line till the cows come home. I ain't doing none of your cashiering anymore. If you want me to cashier, then you need to, you need to train me. You need to train me and you need to give me some hours that I can work. And I ain't going to work every day either. And you're not going to put me under them slave commands that you have all your other employees doing. It's just not going to happen. I don't care. Like I told a lady a few years ago when she told me, ah, the store, the, 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 the self-check is open. Now, I don't work for Walmart. Lady behind me, she just started laughing. She said, I know that's right. You know how them sisters be behind you? They be mumbling. And then they be waiting on somebody to say something. Then when I say something, yeah, you told him. Yeah, I know that's right. You go ahead, brother. <laughs> no, I, I don't want your number. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Katunji Brown Jackson and what she said about voting rights. Because as I've told you all before, it ain't over. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joinedradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts, education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some cool, fun, and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. 
And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joinatradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure you put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joinatradio.com. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you uh, get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Um, I want to take a little time out and talk about something that is going on. And 
again, I, I say all the time that the media and the Republican Party, they have a watch the birdie mentality. And I shouldn't say they do. They set up things and do things because you have a watch the birdie mentality. Now, those of you who have not listened to the show on a regular basis may not understand what I'm talking about. A watch the birdie mentality is something that distracts you for, an, for a period of time while other things are going on all around you and you simply ignore. Kind of like the story I read earlier about the young man being sentenced to prison, life in prison for marijuana possession. The other one that is ongoing that you all seem to have forgotten about is voting and voting rights. You see, the one thing that white people understand in America is that they are in the minority. So they are moving to codify minority rule. That's what's happening in all of these red states. That's why they're so upset that the elections didn't go their way. By the way, I've told you all that y'all need to watch out for these white women. Did y'all know that 68% of white women voted for Herschel Walker? Why would they do that? You would tend to believe that they're anti-male and especially a male who beats up women, who puts guns to their heads, who abandons their, his, his children. You would tend to believe that white women would look at that, that disposition and say, eh, no, this, I, I can't vote for this guy. But 68% of white women voted for Herschel Walker. I know y'all would like to hang out with your white friends. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not perfect like y'all. I can't smile and cheese with nobody who I know want my demise. I'm just saying. Yet I digress. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent there. But there is some issues going on in this country as it relates to voting rights. You see, there have even been um, suggestions that people shouldn't vote unless they're 27. They want to take the voting rights away from 18-year-olds. There's all kinds of outlandish suggestions on how they can alter the vote. But here's, here's what they don't understand. Part of the reason that they continually, continually lose elections is because of their demographics. And I mean their white demographics. It's shrinking and it's shrinking quickly. And we've delineated those, those, those points on this show multiple times about how there are more black people, I mean white people dying than there are being born already in 14 states. They are already minorities in many states. This is what all of this hubbub about is immigration. The browning of America, 2042, we We've talked about that ad infinitum on this show. But right now in the Supreme Court, there is a landmark case that is going on that many of you all was watching the birdie, that birdie being the, Brit, being the Brittany Griner saga and not really understanding what is going on right here at your doorsteps in America. Yeah, you should be upset and concerned about Brittany Griner. 
but you should be more upset and concerned about your voting rights. Katunji Brown Jackson had something to say about that because right now, what you don't know is that this is already in the Supreme Court. Okay? And I'm going to read the majority of this story to you because you all need to understand what's going on here. It is very, very important. On Wednesday, December 7th, the United States Supreme Court began hearing oral arguments in the case of Moore v. Harper, which deals with partisan gerrymandering in North Carolina and a far-right legal idea known as the independent state legislature theory. The ISL, in its most extreme version, argues that only state legislators should have any say in how elections are governed in individual states. Not governors, not judges, not state supreme courts. Only legislators. So right off the bat, forget about checks and balances. You know, this country was built on checks and balances. You have three judicial branches, the executive, the uh, legislature, and then you have the judicial what this theory is saying is that only state legislatures should have the right to determine how elections go. Are y'all serious? Do y'all understand the implications of this? Let me continue. Critics of the ISL, and by the way, this was the same theory that they were trying to float when Donald Trump was voted out of office. This is the same theory that they were trying to use Eastman and that crew to overthrow the United States government. Are you, oh, but y'all worried about Brittany Griner. Remember that watch the birdie? Oh, oh, did I explain the birdie thing to you? Let me let me digress for a minute. We've all seen cartoons, right? Especially those of us who grew up in the Tom and Jerry era, the Bugs Bunny era. We all the Road Runner era. We all saw those cartoons. And particularly when, when Elma Fudd is chasing Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck, he eventually catches up with them. He corners them. And he and then all of a sudden, Bugs Bunny or or the captive, whatever, whether it's Bugs, Roadrunner, or Daffy Duck, or whomever it was at the time, he would begin to twirl his fist and tell him to watch the birdie as if his fist is a birdie. To somehow or another hypnotize his pursuer. And while he's watching the birdie, the pursuer, he gets punched in the nose with the other hand and knocked out cold. And Bugs or Daffy Duck or the Roadrunner runs off gleefully. That's what I say about the watch the birdie Syndrome that the Republicans are good at, or I should say the repugnants or the Republicans, because this is a thug move right here. See, they got you all caught up with Brittany Griner. Watch Brittany Griner while we try to steal your voting rights. But y'all not upset about that. Y'all just happy Brittany's home. Critics of the ISL have been stressing 
that totally removing a state's executive and judicial branches from the equation is anti-checks and balances and anti-democracy. It remains to be seen how the high court will ultimately rule in Moore versus Harper, but legal writer Joe Patrice, in an artist published by Above the Law on December 7th, stresses that some of the best questioning during the oral arguments came from President Joe Biden's appointee, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Going into this morning's oral argument on Moore v. Harper, Patrice explains, it didn't really seem like free and fair democratic elections had much of a future in this country. If one were so inclined, the smart money said the Supreme Court would functionally cancel democratic elections across hours of oral arguments. Justice Jackson asked the most succinct and ultimately damning question that might save the day or at least minimize the impact. During the oral arguments, Jackson obviously had a problem with the idea of excluding a state's executive and judicial branches from governing elections. The Biden appointee told her colleagues, I guess I don't understand how you can cut the state constitution out of the equation when it is giving the state legislature authority to exercise legislative power. With that comment, Patrice argues, Jackson showed just how absurd the ISL is. She actually asked this question in differing phrasings a few times, but it's really the only question anyone needs to answer. If state constitutions create state legislatures, then how can state legislatures violate state constitutions? It increases to be, it ceases to be constitutionally ordained legislature at that point. Do y'all get that? Let me read that again, because this is what Katunji Brown Jackson, this is why she's important. Here's what she said. If state constitution creates state legislatures, you know, like our, the, the, the big constitution, it created the judicial branch. It created the executive branch. It created the legislative branch. Just like state constitutions. If state constitutions create state legislatures, then how can you, how can state legislatures violate state constitutions? Wait a minute. So what you're saying is that we want to pass a law that's going to violate the state constitution, even though the constitution was created by the state. It ceases to be constitutionally ordained. It seems to be a constitutionally ordained legislature at that point. So ultimately, are these state legislators trying to throw out state constitutions so that they can do what they damn well please? Hmm. Is that far-fetched? Are you one of those people out there that say, ah, oh, they never do that. I don't know, yeah, yeah. See, you don't get it. White fear is real. Yes, they would do it. You didn't think they'd overthrow the government, would you? But they did. Patrice continues. 
It's a chicken and egg problem, except it's more like which came first, the chicken or my dinner tonight, with a single obvious answer. If the state constitution sets guardrails of voting rights and the proper deference required to courts and the executive, then the legislature can only work within that. The GOP argued that because the word legislature is in the U.S. Constitution, it elevates state legislators above the constraints of their own state laws for this purpose. But no one, original or otherwise, ever entertained that idea. Indeed, it would be absurd to think the framers, at the time, intended to dictate to the states how their governments should function. Legislature is whatever the state chooses to create with all the checks and balances attendant to its own laws, just like it's been for over 200 years. Patrice also praised attorney Neil Catchall. And by the way, Neil Catchall is a damn good attorney. I watch him a lot. Who gave the high court justices aggressive arguments against ISL. <coughs> Excuse me. At the point of, at the top of Catchall's argument, Patrice notes, he cited the two centuries of election law and declared it would be a whole lot of wrong if legislature meant that the GOP asked for as opposed to how Justice Jackson posed her question. Make no mistake, Chief Justice Roberts is on record buying into a watered-down version of this theory and will, after today's battering, probably cobble something together that chills Republican legislatures without straining the out-of-bounds of basic notions of constitutional governance. Patrice adds, but whatever compromise the conservatives try to mold will remain haunted by Jackson's straightforward question. Which came first, the state constitution or the state legislature? It's the constitution. It's always going to be the constitution. There you go. In other words, how are you even fixing your minds to do this when you were created by the Constitution? You didn't, you didn't come first as a state legislature and then write the Constitution. The Constitution in your state came first. And now you want to subvert it because of voting rights? And that's what this really boils down to, folks, is that they understand that they are losing their voting power. This whole thing about gerrymandering. We hear these stories over and over again about how Democratic candidates across the country, particularly in the South, because gerrymandering is a Southern thing more so than anything else. They get the most votes, but they end up losing in a lot of their races because of gerrymandered districts and the Electoral College. So they're trying to codify taking over the country. Remember I asked you all on the uh, last show, I believe it was the last show, what you buy for Christmas for your friends and relatives, your wife, your girlfriend, your, your side pieces and your significant others, your cousins, your children who are of age, what you buy for them? I hope you didn't go out and spend money on diamonds and bracelets and and clothes and stuff like that. 
I hope you bought something made of steel and lead. That means a weapon. Because white people are scared to death of becoming a minority in this country. Because they understand. They understand just how badly they've treated black people. Now, I know they've treated other minorities pretty bad too. But when you go back and you look at the centuries of how they've treated black people, the majority of their laws were set up to, to thwart black people from being successful. Let's not even talk about the Red Summer. Let's not talk about Jim Crow. Let's not talk about the, uh, 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 some of the discriminatory laws that they put on the books and that they continue to try to perpetrate against a, a people. A people that has been nothing more than loyal to them, that has fought in their wars, that couldn't even get seats at home, but they went abroad to fight for freedom and justice and the American way, although the American way looked at them as second-class citizens. White people. It's amazing. Just as I gave you the quote about the 68% of white women voting for Herschel Walker. That speaks volumes. The fact that even Herschel Walker was running in an election, that white people, the white Republican establishment, could sit there and say, hey, let's put Herschel Walker up there. He's black. He's an athlete. They'll vote for him without even looking at his background. And then you had those white masses sitting behind, beside their slave, and they're sitting up there saying, my slave can whoop your slave. My slave is this, and vote for my slave. Put your money on my slave. And he's sitting up there chuckling. <laughs> yeah, do what masses say. Do what masses say. The fact that they would even, in this day and time, tells you that white people it is no more it's no longer ignorance to me it's out and out racism they don't respect you as black people as black individuals it's out and out racism that's all it is now and y'all got to stand up man so let's see what happens this is a huge case because, and the, the concern is this, is that you've got these, if, if, they, if they agree with this case, then the argument by the Justice Department and the January 6th committee are moot. Because this is the exact thing that Donald Trump was trying to do. This is the exact thing that Donald Trump and John Eastman and those and those cronies were trying to do. And somehow or another, it's ended up in the Supreme Court. Now, we are at a critical crossroads in our in, in our democracy. In fact, this this world is at a critical crossroads. But more so, we've seen coups now over the last couple of weeks at a number of quote unquote attempted coups or suggested coups at a number of quote unquote democratic states. One just happened this past weekend in Germany, or an attempt, where multiple people were arrested who were planning a coup against Germany. Now, the question that we've got to start asking, and right now it's in the hands of a Supreme Court that was nominated, 
partly stolen by the Republican Party and nominated by the insurrectionists in chief. Now, where do we go from here? What can we expect next? We are in dangerous times. I am not trying to scare you. I am not trying to make you, oh God, oh God. No, I need you to pay attention. I need you to stop watching the birdie and start paying attention to that, that left cross that's about to hit you upside in your jaw and break your jaw or break your nose or steal your voting rights. Right now, if this passes, why would I send my kid to North Carolina to play anything? I've told you over and over again, you have the power. You just are watching the birdie. You don't realize the power that you have simply in your children. What would happen? Look at all these schools. I watched a lot of college basketball over the weekend, and there was a whole lot of black folks, little black kids, playing college basketball. What would happen if they said, I'm not going to play? I watched a lot of college football. The college football player was about 60 to five, 65 to 70% of those four teams that are left, and even the bowl games, those 35 bowl games that are ad infinitum that don't mean a damn thing, 65 to 70% of the people that are playing in those bowl games are black kids. You got to hit them in the pocketbook. Stop going and playing for the colleges and universities. Just stop it. I dare you. It's clear they don't give a damn about you. And they clearly don't care about you as an American citizen because if they did, they wouldn't be doing so much to try to steal your voting rights. This bothers me. In fact, this upsets me. It angers me on two fronts. It angers me against them who are trying to steal my voting rights and it angers me at you because you don't realize what they're doing. And you need to be speaking out. You need to be talking to your children. But you don't. We get what we get because guess what you're doing? You're watching the birdie. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, 
I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com hey what's up David Coleman here let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joynetradio.com our 11 year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us I know you probably wondered man those guys have a great show how are they pulling it off or what can I do to help we are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community especially in the arts education and digital technology plus we're going to add some cool fun and games as well We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure you put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show. A few minutes ago, before we wrap up today's show, hope you've enjoyed the show. We've talked about Katanji Brown Jackson. We've talked about 
the cashier situation at some of these stores, including those big box stores. We talked about why are y'all ignoring black people in America getting sent on drug charges and y'all concerned about Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about the 68% of white women who voted for Herschel Walker. I know she y'all friend, y'all. Sadly, she okay. Yeah, okay. And we've also talked about voting rights. One other story that I wanted to get to was by Marjorie was about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think we'll save that for tomorrow. But I wanted I do just quickly, and we may have to come back to this one. But is Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit? a death blow for the Murdoch and Fox News Corporation. Now, by the way, those of you who don't know or don't understand what this is about, you should if you've been paying attention. Dominion is the voting machine company that was lied on by Rudolph Giuliani and that crew. And they sued many of those people in uh, in league or or exposing or or espousing that lie, including Fox News, who was really pumping it out. All right? So this article is about that. Rarely Rupert Murdoch uh, has to answer for uh, the alternative realities presented by his hugely profitable U.S. cable news, Fox News. In conspiratorial claims, of a parade of cover-ups from the 1912 Benghazi attack to the climate crisis and COVID-19 has lapped up by Fox viewers, have been lapped up by Fox viewers and scorned by much of the rest of America. And then the world moved on, but on Tuesday, the 91-year-old billionaire media mogul will be obliged to answer difficult questions under oath about the inner workings of Fox. Dominion Voting Systems is suing the cable news station and its Murdoch-owned parent company, Fox Corp., for $1.6 billion over repeated claims that it rigged its voting machines as part of a conspiracy to steal the 2020 presidential, presidential election from Donald Trump. The suit shines a spotlight on Fox News' part in promoting Donald Trump's Stop the Steal campaign and its hand in driving the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. But legal experts say that Dominion, which supplied voting machines to 28 states, appears to be building a wider case that Fox News has a long history of misinformation and steamrolling facts that do not fit its editorial line. Over the past few months, Dominion, Dominion's lawyers have been working their way up the tree of Fox News producers, executives, and presenters with interrogations under oath about the network's work culture and its weeks of conspiratorial and at times outlandish claims about Trump's defeat. On Monday, lawyers deposed Murdoch's eldest son, presumed successor of Fox Corp. Now Dominion has reached the top of the tree, 
months of accumulated testimony are expected to put Murdoch, the chair of Fox Corp, in a difficult position of either having to deny he has control over the happenings at his most influential U.S. news operation or defend its campaign to promote the biggest lie in U.S. electoral history. Murdoch is already grappling with the costly legal legacy of phone hacking by British newspapers, uh, the News of the World, and The Sun. His U.K. company has paid more than $1.2 billion over the past decade to keep the gruesome details from being heard in open court with no end in sight after a high court judge earlier this year refused to present the filings of new claims. When Murdoch was called to give evidence to the UK Parliament hearing in 2011 about news of the world hacking the phones of a murdered schoolgirl as well as hundreds of politicians, celebrities, and public figures, he said that it was the most humble day of his life. He also claimed to have known nothing about the wrongdoing and said he had been misled. Y'all don't remember that story, do you? Fox News, they were hacking phones. That was a huge, huge story in Britain. Huge story. The trouble started on election night after Fox claimed the key swing state of Atlanta for Joe Biden. The call drew Trump's ire and unleashed a backlash against the network from his supporters. At that point, Fox News CEO Susan Scott warned against bowing to the pressure to embrace an alternate reality and reverse the Arizona call. We can't give the crazies an inch, she said. As it turned out, the crazies took a mile as Fox News put a parade of Trump lawyers, advisors, apologists, front and center over the following weeks to promote a myriad of conspiracy theories about how the election was stolen from Trump, including by rigging voting machines. Dominion claims that without Fox, these fictions about editorial fraud would never have gained the same traction among large number of Americans. Fox took a small flame and turned it into a forest fire, according to company claims in the lawsuit. In August, lawyers questioned another presenter, Sean Hannity, who has been described as part of Trump's campaign apparatus. He was grilled for more than seven hours, including about a broadcast two weeks after the presidential election in which Trump lawyer and conspiracy theorist Sidney Powell was a guest. Powell claimed that Dominion ran an algorithm that shaved off votes from Trump and awarded them to Biden. She said the company used the machines to inject and add massive quantities of votes for Biden. Y'all better wake up. It ain't over. I'm trying to tell you. We got more of this. We're going to we're going to follow up on this story, and we're going to follow up on the major retailer green story as well tomorrow on the show. we got to get out of here. Time ran out real fast. The Europeans not only colonized most of the world, they began to colonize information about the world and its people. In other words, in, in order to do this, they had to forget or pretend to forget all they had previously known about Africans. That's Dr. John Henry Clark. Hope y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. 
It's called Black Focus Radio. Keep listening to. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.